Thanks for tuning back in to Discover Virtual Reality Design. This is Aki. Um, we are here uh, between our seasons two and three, but I wanted to bring you a bonus episode on a quite a topical subject, which is hand tracking. And we'll shortly jump into an interview about that. Before that, uh, do follow us on Disco VR Design on Twitter to keep up when we'll be back for the third season. Also, uh, on a more personal note, uh, I have uh, recently launched a newsletter called Design Superpowers, which you can find at designsuperpowers.substack.com. So that's designsuperpowers.substack.com substack.com that's referring to all the kinds of superpowers you can design in terms of interactions uh, with immersive technologies Uh, so i'll be posting uh, about stuff that i'm experimenting with and hopefully that will inspire uh, people out there to experiment with uh, prototyping stuff with ar and vr themselves and also regarding today's topic stay tuned because later in the summer, uh, there very well might be a, uh, a jam slash hackathon type of thing focusing on the hand track topic uh, that I will be promoting in the coming weeks and months. So yeah, without further ado, I'll give you the topic of hand tracking and a conversation with Luca Mephisto. I'm here with Luca Mephisto, who is a VR AR developer based in Madrid in Spain. But I'll let Luca to introduce himself just now. So, I mean, Luca, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how did you get into immersive AR and VR in general? Sure. Uh, hi, Aki. Thanks for having me. And also hi to everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Luca Mephisto. I am in Madrid right now, although I met Aki and many other people in Manchester. This is pretty much where my career started. I finished my university studies 10 years ago and decided to do AR was like the future in 2009, 2010. So I decided mm-hmm. to do a dissertation about uh, creating my own AR engine, yeah. kind of like a really naive system compared to what Pokemon Go is now, but in that type of area. So when I want it, I love it. And I discover a lot of things. I discovered my passion like 10 years ago, but VR was non-existent and AR, I mean, we didn't even have gyroscopes in Mm -hmm. phones or anything. So I started to look for a job in the space and I have to move to Manchester from, <laughs> from Spain because no one in Spain was doing it at the time, just uh, one company. Um, then I moved to uh, Manchester. I started to work in a company there as a programmer. We started doing a lot of AR. Then VR came in and we did a lot of VR. I started to go to hackathons uh, and do VR stuff while everyone was doing web. Um, so it kind of 
the passion keep growing and growing on me. Um, so I started also the VR Manchester meetup mm-hmm. because I, with together with some folks from BBC because we wanted to know we wanted to get to know everyone who was doing the same as us when we were just a few people around. And yeah. um, the rest is now I guess everything has exploded. I mean, there's a lot of jobs, a lot of talents, a lot of tools everywhere. It's ever expanding. Um, this is where I am right now. I'm a bit on everywhere. I teach in universities. I also work for companies for myself, um, do my own experiments. Uh, just, just a bit out. I'm, I'm one of those persons who are super happy to be able to work in what mm-hmm. they love. So it's although sometimes a bit of a pain to mix passion with work, but it's so far I'm very happy. Cool. Cool. Nice. And so the specific concept that we wanted to focus on today is something that has gained a, some traction, at least in a kind of like a small enthusiast slash developer community. And that is hand tracking in VR and of course, more specifically uh, with the Oculus Quest. And actually we record this at a time when just, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, Oculus started accepting hand tracking uh, supported concepts to the store for the quest and obviously people who might be familiar with the topic have probably come across different experimentations if they've bumped into SideQuest as, as a platform where all this kind of experimentation happens. Um, so uh, I know Luca you've been doing quite a lot of experimentation and sort of research on the topic and I wanted to ask you your view on now we are recording this in June 2020. <laughs> so currently, especially in, obviously in the context of the Quest and its hand tracking, what do you think currently works uh, with that uh, well, I mean, and, and what doesn't? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, so yeah, the first thing to say here is like, yeah, it has become more famous now and accessible with Quest, but we mm-hmm. have have years of experimentation with Libmotion, for example. Yeah. But now it's the Quest one is, I mean, it's not the best hand tracking you could get, but it's mm. certainly the best you can get in a headset that is just 400 yes. uh, euros, something like that. Uh, so people are experimenting. Some people are kind of repeating the mistakes of the past, maybe because they are new to VR. Mm-hmm. This is constantly happening to us, but you can check back to all the motion experiments. Uh, um, some pe- some other people are discovering very fun new ways of things that really work. In my experience, uh, we experimented with this a few weeks ago, it's uh, people who are trying to do too much physics mm-hmm. with their hands. I think that started like, a, not necessarily gimmicky, but kind of it's fun to mm-hmm. have real physics with the hand. And it works really well in certain obvious cases that of what people want to solve, which is you obviously don't have any haptics. So at least you want to have any type of feeling when you, I don't know, touch a wall or a table. Mm-hmm. So having physics there that stop your hand from trespassing the wall, that works really well. Yeah. But, uh, but then obviously when you start doing that, it's like, why not try to grab everything using realistic physics, like trying to grab, uh, do a grip around an object, etc., And that is... Well, uh, we've seen it some demos on the one on the side quest, which is really, really good and it's really well done, but it's kind of demonstrates where physics works and where it doesn't, uh, the hand physics lab. 
for mm -hmm. example, grabbing anything or try to use it for everything, it's super, super clumsy. It's really, it's really not the way. Um, other thing that I'm not too sure, and maybe this is something you're open for discussion. I've been thinking mm -hmm. lately is I'm not too sure about gestures yet. Yeah. If, if they really work, because uh, every time I put on the quest, I mean, they really work. I mean, once you know them, they mm -hmm. work. But the good thing with hands is you don't need, really need to explain to anyone how to use a hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. right? It's, um, we had this when we moved to VR controllers from gamepads and you try not to use the good UX usually is try not to use buttons because users don't know where the A button or the X button do. Mm -hmm. they, but they know how to use a sword and that's why BitSaber is so great. There's no mm -hmm. button, it's just, you just use it. And then gestures now with hands is you are given a hands which you perfectly know how they work. But some, and you are given gestures and they have to explain to you how the text, how the gestures work. Mm -hmm. uh, usually that depends on ray trade on doing a casting array from the hand that is also non-trivial to do. And non mm -hmm. I like it and I think it's needed in some cases, but if you try to put more than two gestures in an experience or anything, that's already too much. I think that's not really working. I think people want to do more natural uses, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think those are my two biggest comments on, on it. And the third one that obviously, but it obviously doesn't work is, is the haptics uh, mm. of the hand. Uh, but that's also, that's a very interesting topic as well. Trying to solve it, trying to give you some feedback when there is no physical feedback and you will expect it. That's more than a pro, more than a something that's not working. It's more like a interesting design problem to solve, mm -hmm. I guess. And I remember that you had spotted this one uh, research paper on on. Uh, uh, well, it it wasn't about VR or hand tracking, but it was more like uh, cognition and and, and 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 neurology as 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 well. And and there was a at least a tentative finding that certain sounds of certain frequency give us like an illusion of haptics if i remember correctly yes uh, it's more like so I'm, I'm working with a team of neurologists uh neuropsychologists uh, all right yeah, yeah we are building a tool for patients who have suffered uh, brain injuries i'm getting more used finally to find those papers read uh, books yeah, around yeah. etc it's very interesting really for vr this has started when we tried that M MRTK quest demo mm -hmm. side quest as well, which I truly recommend because this one doesn't really use physics. It's more like an in-between, which is kind of where things will be, I guess. And when you press the buttons, uh, you know, they all look like physical buttons and you press it and they do this click. Um, I don't know, first time you try it, at least for me and for some others, like first time you do it, you kind, kind of feel like you really touch, you, you are touching something. Mm -hmm. But just this click, not, not like a continuous touch, but just this click, click, click. So that's why I decided to investigate. We found this paper and it seems that become, because the ears evolve from the tactile senses, like they are still connected in the cognitive areas a bit like the, the signal the feedback is shared between ears and touch mm -hmm. so it seems to work only in frequencies not on intensity but and up to certain ranges yeah but if you find those ranges and then you hear it and you are seeing it at the same time 
you can expect that the brain is completing the information with that tactile feeling, which mm -hmm. obviously you're not getting the feeling, but you're getting the, sig the same signal in the end in the brain. Um, yeah, that's certainly something interesting to... Another one, uh, I'll, I'll show you this book because we, we, are, we are... So what I'm showing Luca here, for those of you who are just listening, uh, it's, it's this uh, book called Haptics, which is uh, part of the MIT Press Essential Knowledge Series. Uh, these are these quite nice short sort of uh, textbooks into a certain topic. I think there's one about VR and whatever. Uh, by this is by Lynette A. Jones, and it's a really good introduction to haptics. And what I found interesting in this one while reading it was that, uh, for instance, this uh, uh, specific thing that humans, the fact that we have oppose so-called opposable thumbs, which basically enables us to do the pinch uh, gesture in a much more granular and useful way than for instance some monkeys who who have five fingers but they don't have op they they just don't as, as, as far as i understand they are not able to do that kind of a pinch as we are so the thumb is not so much opposed to the to the fingers as with us humans and and that's the so-called precision grip what you do with with your thumb and it's not only the index finger but obviously we can do it with the other fingers. And that's something that I, I have a new of thought that I just came across and started thinking. And what I'm hoping to experiment in the next couple of weeks with the hand tra tracking is that, okay. Uh, so for instance, I, w I had this idea that I would do this, uh, kind of like just a prototype where you manipulate a particle system by hand tracking. And, and I was thinking of doing this Sort of the intuitive idea for me was that okay let's do this almost like a kind of like a piano like a keyboard type of interface where you where the distances between your fingers on the y-axis from the baseline kind of like then manipulate the, the sound or the, the the vfx the particles but then the other thing that i learned from this book which you know it's trivial once you read it and you kind of realize it but you don't necessarily realize when you think about these kinds of designs is that actually we can when we move our ring finger uh, it always moves our pinky a little bit as well so we can't move the ring finger up by itself because it it always <laughs> just, just try at home <laughs> maybe maybe there's are some uh, really flexible people out there but by by default that's that's what happens and of course then if you want to really make a granular distinction in an, like a touch-free interface between different fingers. It's, it's easier said than done. And therefore, now I've sort of moved from that idea to this idea that, okay, what about the precision grip, not only with the thumb, but the thumb with, uh, in connection with the other fingers to, and I don't know where that leads, but I, I find that the, like the next thing to try in terms of, uh, I just think there is a potential to do something interesting because if if listeners out there, if you just put your sort of palms open upwards and you put, let's say, start with your index finger and then start uh, one by one touching the thumb with the other fingers, there's something kind of like potentially pleasurable there. And it's sort of almost like, 
communicative in a way that gestures can be. And, and as I said, this is far from, from proving anything, but I, I think it's an interesting avenue that I, I, I'm hoping to explore a bit. Hmm. That's a very powerful one, the pinch in general as well. Like you see more of the examples because it's not just really the self-haptics. Oh, they call it self-haptics or self-haptic uh, feedback or something like that. No, to yeah, the, I'm not to sure. The fact yes. that like it's good because you are kind of confirming to yourself that you're doing it because you feel you're touching yeah, exactly. something. Yeah. But I also will say that it's, it's preferable, as you say, because of a bit of proprioception. Like you feel yeah. you're about to touch it and you're mm -hmm. really feeling it like in your brain. So it's just yeah. not yeah. just pinching, but just about to pinch. You can feel it's coming out. Yeah, it's, it's as if you would have, as if you would actually have colliders on your fingertips. <laughs> you know? It's really weird. But so I've seen some experiments as well on UI. Um, and this one called Elixir, that's not on SiteQuest, but that's official from, from Facebook. And mm -hmm. that's on Quest, on Quest Quest. I mean, it's free on Quest. And overall it's not, super great but sometimes you interact with things like it's like, like really small bubbles connected mm -hmm. to machines uh, so instead of a button you press it's a small bubble you just uh press mm -hmm. with your and that feels great I, it yeah, really yeah, yeah. feels amazing that's uh but i'm presuming i'm presuming that the visual feedback is very much in sync what what you do there the visual feed is perfect um i've seen others where the, the little bubble even like imagine it's like a silicone bubble and you mm -hmm. can pinch it and mm -hmm. then you can maybe uh, grab it a bit. So it's a bit elastic, but it's just attached yeah, yeah, on one yeah. end and then it's released and it's so possible and works really well. Plus you're using the pinch gesture, but you don't really need to explain the pinch gesture to anyone because mm -hmm. obviously it's a bubble you are going to pinch. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So cool. that's certainly pinch is really, it's really a good one. All right. Maybe we should uh, move into sort of just discussing a bit more detail of, of the different experimentations you've been working on. Uh, I know you've been doing different kinds of stuff ranging from kind of like, um, uh, how to explain this, the, the, the tables uh, setting thing you can maybe explain. And then, lay, and then you've also, I think this relates to what you said earlier about whether gestures work or don't. I think you made some progress with Collect trying to indicate to the user, uh, you know, the fact that how could we kind of like um, indicate that you are about to make the correct gesture, if, if I understand correctly. And then, and then now you've been doing some kind of related work on trying to capture the different hand poses or record them, if I, if I understand correctly, maybe you can explain. Sure. Uh, one by one, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, as I was saying before, like I'm I'm working on several projects, but one of them, the one that involves hand tracking, is about uh, yeah, it's people who suffer brain injuries in the past. So now they they may have they usually have a lot of problems with controlling their body mm -hmm. um, or controlling what they see or trying to make sense of the world. Uh, one of the demos we tried as well from SideQuest that I found really interesting was the the haptic demo i think it's called hat or haptics hand mm -hmm. where you simply align a table a real table with your table like i did this experiment with the vive like three years ago or something where i took my entire room and put a bed in my bed a table in the table a drawer in the drawer walls in the walls etc um, mm -hmm. then you could play without any vive controllers just moving your hands around you could sure, set sure. everything 
that was like an eye opener for me, like being able to touch everything and be everything perfectly aligned. I just lay down on the on the bed for like 20 minutes. I like this is not my bed, but it's really, <laughs> it feels like my bed. Uh, and it's, it was really terrible graphics. Like I did everything in, in just one night mm-hmm. um, and it feels great. So when I saw this demo uh, with the table, it was like obvious choice. Um, yeah, so for for our listeners, uh, just a disclaimer that we, we the the idea is that we would also edit together a, a video out of this that we would also then distribute so that you guys could also see what we're doing. But let's see, let's see how this works. So for this for this one at first for now, so I have this table here, which is basically so which is well basically you select uh, the type of experiments you want to do, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most interesting stuff is I have a table here, right here. It, the edges are actually right here. So if I align my fingers with that mm-hmm. and press on the corners, I can just align it. I will just leave the controllers here. So now this is with my real hands. And now mm-hmm. it's like everything is aligned to the perfect thing. And okay. it feels so you can really. Well, first of all, it gives a lot of immersion um, mm-hmm. to be able to touch something and feel it's there. But also for these patients, they usually lost uh, equilibrium easily. Or well, even if not, you've seen all these demos of people playing um, yeah, Rich's Plank experience yeah, when they just jump into the void, yeah, you know, yeah. because they don't, they, they, at some point they get confused and they don't make sense of what is real yeah, anymore, yeah. what is not. So this is also very helpful because sometimes people try to lean over the table mm-hmm. um, and then they find there's no real table and they fall over, etc. So yeah, with this one, they, you add a lot of immersion. It's a very simple thing to do. And then you also add some safety in there. Just while we are on it, another thing that I had the other day is that I made all these buttons also have the, the sound nice. from MRTK and that feels so good now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's for the table. The other thing was the gestures. So well, this is a super basic first example of the, of the uh, exercises that you mm-hmm. have to do. But the other thing we were talking about is gesture confirmation, right? So yeah, yeah. you actually have it. Oculus does it really well. Like you can see the Oculus logo, and when you start, it start to yes. Well, yeah. it doesn't really confirm in here. No, it's more like it's telling you you can do it. As soon as you look, you can do it, and then it starts to confirm. As you get closer, it changes a little bit the icon, so you yeah. can see that you are about to do it. And this is something I've been seeing missing in most demos, which is, even though it's very clear, it's on the first line of the Oculus uh, experiences saying, do tell your users they are about to do a gesture, not that mm. they are just doing a gesture. So in this demo here, for people who are not seeing the video, obviously, I have a lot of objects of different colors, like a green bottle, a blue book, etc., or pink glasses. Uh, I have different feedback again for these people. I need all the feedback I can give them. Um, so when you touch something, as soon as you touch something, it, your uh, hands will glow the color mm-hmm. of the object. For example, yeah. it will glow green on the green bottle. Mm-hmm. But then you grab using the pinch, or well, I think you can just close the hand, etc. When you grab, your whole hand becomes that yeah, yeah. color. But when you start to grab as well, like as soon as you start to pinch. Mm. your hand starts to change towards that color, trying to tell you like, yeah, you are about to 
transition into a grab and then you grab and it goes even yeah. more you can use both hands so it even gives more feedback because you can start doing it with the other hand mm. and it starts to confirm and as soon as you grab the other one that doesn't hold anymore yeah. becomes wide as well so this one is is working really well and we are very happy like first the security of having the table here and the mm -hmm. version it gives but also the obviousness of okay you don't have haptics but you know you yeah. know when you start to close your fingers that something is happening you know and yeah. that helps and make a lot a lot of sense yeah so that's for this demo well this another thing i'm working on on this one but still not fully ready it's on a different branch of the project which is also doing some sort of distant grab but uh that's still not i'm not super happy about it like mm -hmm. because because uh recasting so, from the hand is not so, so a bit like half-life alex <laughs> Mm, kind of yeah i'm yeah. trying to do it more simple like as simple as simple as also trying to do like the grab gesture but from a point of view yeah okay um but at the moment is you do it and the bottles start to whatever you're pointing at start to float and then comes towards you ah, okay um, i see because if i do something like have like alex i think yeah no i guess we'll just <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah get really scared yeah, and yeah. that's a, that's another problem with hand tracking as well we didn't mention is the, the the that the hand tracking is not great and as soon as you one hand goes over yeah yeah the hand, occlusion problem, the occlusion yeah. they disappear if you move really fast they mm -hmm. disappear as well yeah, um yeah. again for my patients who take things quite literally <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. uh they some some people can panic like yeah they think they forgot their hand or something mm -hmm. so it's just, so that's certainly uh, an interesting problem. Yeah. And I think I have, so the other little project I'm working on at the moment, it's a bit, this is a bit more simple at the moment. So this is not really about hand tracking. This is more about using hand tracking as a tool for us, the creators, mm -hmm. to, to speed up our work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so here in the video, for people who are seeing the video, you can see two things. One is the black skeleton, which is driven by hand tracking. Mm -hmm. like, this is what the hand tracking is giving me. And the hands are actually 3D model hands mm -hmm. by a third person, whatever, that doesn't necessarily align perfectly with a human hand. I mean, you could have even just three finger hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the usual problem is in non-hand tracking demos or but also hand tracking demos is how do you do the grabbing gesture you know because you don't want to just always be grabbing objects like that you want it to look like a natural grab like you're yeah. grabbing maybe this cube like this and usually that involves uh having a artist working for hours and hours mm -hmm. putting like how many different ways can i grab this cube and he will go to every single way and instead of using his hand he will take a hand and will animate each single finger into mm -hmm. position into all the different positions and this is just sure. you imagine a shoe or i don't know a complex object yeah yeah so what i'm working on is a more natural way for indies i guess let's say like me mm -hmm. which is you just put the hand in a way that you find it's natural and then when you press the space you can recall the the grabbing poses mm -hmm. and then you can put oh, so you can recall all the grabbing poses you want you can still edit them and yeah. then you can save them and now when yeah, you yeah. go with the controller to grab it 
when you're starting to do a grab, the hand will find which is the closest of all this. And offer that. Like, yeah, and yeah. start to and start to go as you start to <laughs> grab, to to grab the object, it will start to get the natural pose for grab. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. The big question here is: Will this work for hand tracking as well? You know, mm -hmm. like. And, and that's another thing I want to investigate because obviously you still want to people for people to do the pinch. Yeah, yeah. What about people? People have different sizes for their hands. Yeah, no. Yeah, so that's another one. That's another yeah. problem. As you see yeah. here, actually, my hand, which is the black one, my real hand is the black one. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really fit this three D model hand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's another problem that mine was trying to solve. Uh, yeah. yeah. With hand tracking, that certainly is another. I guess you could, yeah. I guess you could scale those um, kind of placeholder hands <laughs> accordingly. But then I guess starting the the fingers won't necessarily be on the edge. Mm, true, true. So maybe yeah. the other way is to give them a hand like this one, which is a rig hand controlled by the hand, but it's a fixed size yeah. hand. So it's a it's a very complex topic, I guess. But I was yeah. talking with uh, Eric Proventer, yeah. MRTK developer, about how to do this kind of grabbing an object with hand tracking, but so your hand looks like it's really grabbing it, not just like pinching in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe there is a way where the visual, visually the hand goes into this state, but it turns into the color as you start to pinch, like we are doing mm -hmm. on the other demo. So you can see visually it's you are doing it, but then the hand stays in the grabbing point. That, that's the next area to explore, I guess. There's so cool. many open paths yeah, to explore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will get there. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much, Luca, for taking the time. Maybe you can tell our listeners where they can find your stuff. I know you're active on Twitter and posting, for instance, videos of the experimentations we've discussed. So Awesome, yeah. So Twitter is at Luca Mephisto. It's uh, L-U-C-A-M-A-M-E-F-I-S-T-O. Cool. And yeah, I usually tweet in there. You could find, I, I will try to be a bit more active on hand tracking actually these weeks. So All right. hopefully this will be some movement. Uh, thank you so much, Aki, for having me. I've been listening. This is the first episode. Great, great. Uh, thanks. Uh, very happy to have you. Awesome. Right. Bye.